Hi, I'm Julie Morgenstern, and welcome to Time to Parent, the podcast that will give you more time, less guilt, and deeper joy. This episode, we talk about exercise with a client named Emma. Like a lot of parents, Emma felt that once she had kids, once she had to share her time with her child, her exercise routine went out the window. Like so many aspects of parenting that don't directly affect your child, exercising can be so easy to not do. Why exercise when you could sleep or work more hours or just take a mental break? But I'm telling you that exercise isn't just about having a healthy body. Exercise gives you the brain space to be the best parent you can be. It gives you the energy to go the distance and to keep up with your kids when they're running around. Also, parents who regularly exercise model healthy life habits for their kids. Studies find there is a direct correlation between the amount of exercise parents get and kids' lifelong habits around exercise. So let's go to Emma. I am Emma, and I have two kids now, one who just turned three, a boy, and a little girl who was born 11 weeks ago. Emma runs a teen philanthropy program that, aside from demanding a full-time schedule, also has her working one full Sunday every month. So her time is a bit crunched from work. Prior to having children, I loved working out. I wouldn't like you look at me and you would never be like, oh, she works out a lot. But it was something that I enjoyed. It was something I did for myself. I played a lot of sports in high school. I had always been really active. And even all through my pregnancy, I had gone to spin classes and yoga classes many times a week, sometimes upwards of 20 or more classes in a month. And that was like hard stop when my son was born. Though not everyone savors a workout after a long day at work. Emma really enjoyed exercising. She loved how it made her feel, not just physically, but mentally. And post-baby, many of those mental benefits were fading. For me, it was like a more holistic um, experience. I used to be somebody who, like, didn't need a deadline because I would do things so quickly. And I was finding it was taking myself longer to organize for things like that. Or, you know, in the kitchen, I was really creative and used time for creative, healthy meals. And it was sort of like just trying to put together what was easy and and quick. The first part of Emma's struggle is this, the feeling of sluggishness. Emma didn't feel good in her body. She wasn't able to focus at work. She wasn't able to be creative, even in the kitchen. She felt tired, even though she was physically moving her body less, or maybe because she was moving her body less. And I think I didn't even realize, I think, the extent to what it was impacting, concentrations at the one end and sense of self at the other. It was hard for me to, I had to make lists on lists in order to be as productive as I once was. And also just sort of lost my, that sense of self of who I was prior into having a child and being a mother and sort of prioritizing everything else over um, making this time for myself. And my health. That loss of self is the second part for Emma. Emma was prioritizing everyone else but herself in so many areas of her life, but especially in terms of exercise. All of the quadrants of being a human being are meant to help you balance the things you need 
to live a holistic life as a parent and to have the energy to be a good parent. Emma felt like she needed to spend a certain amount of time exercising in order to feel that balance, in order to feel like herself. But Emma didn't feel like she had enough time to dedicate to exercising. Because she spent so much time at work, she felt guilty about all the time she was spending away from her son and then felt really bad about taking any more time away just to exercise. I have this immense sense of guilt that I'm leaving my son for so many hours of the week while he's so little and changing all the time. And already being away from him for so long, it feels selfish to take some of that other time just for myself when I could be taking him to a museum or having an experience together because already so much of the time we do have together is chores, you know, grocery shopping or running errands. So I feel like everyone else gets to have fun with him and I'm the busy stuff. So it feels like any time I take away from when we could be having fun, it's either selfish from him or even for me, it just makes me sad that I'm missing this part of, of him or his day. And that guilt extended even as far as asking for childcare from the people in her life. I also feel like I already max out sort of classic non-working hour childcare because I do work evenings and weekends also, so they were putting in extra hours. But it was just, it was really my own hesitation, my own guilt of asking other people to shoulder, you know, what is my responsibility and just not seeing my own health and fitness as a priority. All of this, Emma not being able to find time and then Emma's guilt about leaving her son and asking for help just to go to the gym, all of this meant that Emma didn't get to exercise at all. I don't think I realized how holistically it impacted my life. At the root of Emma's problem around exercise is time. How can she find enough time to exercise without feeling guilt for leaving her son or guilt for asking anybody to babysit? How much time does Emma need to allocate to exercise in order to feel good again? To answer that, I turn to Dr. Jeffrey Colon. My name is Jeffrey Colon, and my official title is that I'm a professor with a PhD at Eastern Michigan University, uh, but I consider myself more of a exercise science professional. I went to Jeffrey Colon, who I have known for a very, very long time, because he is so knowledgeable about both the physical aspects of sport and the psychological. And Dr. Colon gave me so much valuable insight with a really practical approach to what the fitness guidelines are. So the national guidelines for a healthy adult are two hours and 30 minutes each week. So that's five days of 30-minute sessions each and every week. But most people and parents, well, they just aren't getting that amount. We have approximately like 357 million people that live in this country, and only 22% of the entire population actually goes to uh, five days of exercise of 30 minutes. So only so less than a quarter of the population in the United States actually fit 30 minutes, five days a week. Now, for most parents, going from zero to two and a half hours a week for exercise can seem daunting. In fact, it may not even be necessary. We need to shift our idea from how much time is recommended 
to how much time we need to feel the positive effects of exercising, like these. From a psychological standpoint, you, uh, you have more drive as an individual because you are able to withstand uh, more tasks because you're in shape. Also, that impacts the psychological. You know, we get a nice endorphins released when we're exercising, so that also gives a nice uh, feeling of well-being. Some people will just call it the runner's high. And then physiologically is ultimately, I also say that we flush the system when we exercise. We really just kick the system into gear. The system produces, you release a lot of toxins. You actually engage your entire, your entire system physiologically is engaged. Uh, not to mention what it does to the brain. The brain is actually in high gear. The types of activities that really give you these benefits are aerobic activities or those activities that get our heart pumping. And it only takes two minutes of this type of activity for the aerobic system to kick in. After two minutes, our aerobic system really kicks in. Anything that we do before, before two minutes becomes essentially an anaerobic activity in which essentially we are working with storage of energy that's already in the system, but the system itself is not actually recreating or producing new energy, which actually comes in from the aerobic activity once we get past the two minutes. So that would be the minimum for you to understand that if you, if you get past two minutes, your aerobic system is now in play, and the aerobic system is the one that's going to be converting energy in order to be able to meet the demands of the task, whatever that may be. So it only takes two minutes, two minutes for your aerobic system to kick in. So what does that mean about how much total exercise we need to feel the benefits? Ideally, again, if we're, if we're thinking in terms of uh, being aerobic, ideally is 20 minutes, you know, and that's where the intensity of exercise comes in. So if you, for example, do 20 minutes in a row and you go really, really hard as far as really working your heart rate up, and that will be a perfect amount of time because you're going to get quite a bit of uh, benefits from that. So how amazing is that? You don't need to do an hour every time you exercise. Even 20 minutes is enough to feel the positive benefits. And that 20 minutes can be broken up throughout your day. I, I also think that you can work around those 20 minutes in blocks of fives or the two blocks of 10. What can you do in little five-minute blocks, for example? And Maybe you do something for five minutes, okay? Walk up the stairs is one of my suggestions. You know, walk up the stairs for five minutes. The two to two and a half minutes of commercials and shows, if you're watching something with, with your kid, it's a perfect time to then have everybody do something. And that way you're engaged as a family, but you're also getting the exercise that you as a parent need. So high intensity and short bursts. As little as five minutes is enough to feel the kick in your aerobic system, to feel the benefits of exercise. And doing small chunks throughout your day means that you don't have to set aside huge blocks of time to still fit in exercise. You don't need to get a sitter to go to the gym. The foundation of fitness comes from incorporating activity into the fabric of your day in smaller blocks of time. With that in the back of our heads, we return to Emma after the break.
Before the break, I spoke with Emma. Emma was an active person for most of her life, and after she had her first baby, was finding it hard to fit in exercise time. Then we heard from Dr. Jeffrey Cologne, who not only told us about the benefits of exercise, but his approach reinforced my notion that we can do self-care in 20 minutes or less. Before pregnancy, Emma was going to upwards of 20 exercise classes a month. That's four classes a week. If it's a 15-minute walk to the gym, then a 60-minute class, then a 50-minute walk back plus time to change in a shower, that's a minimum of one and a half hours every single time she worked out. For a childless person, that might not be a long time. But for a mom with a baby, that's a huge amount of time. Emma wasn't able to get large blocks of time like she used to because so much of her time was taken up with being with her baby. So I told her about the insights from Dr. Cologne and how small bursts of exercise could have some of the same effects without needing to dedicate as much time. She first needed to carve out space for smaller, more digestible workouts. You know, a 15-minute workout is 15 minutes more than I was doing before. That was really helpful, thinking about, like, any activity is probably going to make me feel better than no activity at all. Mm -hmm. And to figure out ways to create a little more time in the evening for myself to do that. Emma started eating dinner earlier with her son so she'd be able to digest. Then she created a space in her home where she could work out in the living room instead of having to leave to go to the gym. That way, she wouldn't have to hire a sitter or ask someone to come watch her sleeping baby so that she could work out. Just making exercise really easy, like having everything I needed right there, eliminating any extra time. So I have space under my couch and I was going to, you know, do the workouts in my living room. So I put my free weights and I put my sneakers even underneath my couch and I you know got the cord that I needed to hook up to my TV to play the videos through my computer and had that right there so the only thing that I had to do after I queued up the video was move my coffee table I didn't have to go hunt for the equipment I didn't have to even move anything else or even walk my shoes down from the other room everything was just set up for me so that it was quick and there was no extra time and there was no fussing around uh, or wondering if i was going to be wasting time and it was just really easy to make it happen another thing that really helped emma was having an accountability partner she found one in her fellow mom friend I think accountability turns out to be a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I happened to talk to another good friend of mine and mentioned to her that I was thinking about creating a schedule for myself and pulling these short videos and having something, a plan to stick to. And she said, you know, that sounds like something I could really get behind also. And by the end of the day, she had actually created a month plan for us with three workouts, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday of every week of a variety of different kinds with the intention that we were going to text each other after we had completed that workout that day. So we dove into it. I think we probably spoke on a Thursday and by mo Monday was our first day. And, and we also, both of us added additional workouts. So I think we were both ending up working out at minimum three days a week, but really more four or five. So Emma did have the time to exercise. She just needed to rethink how much time she needed. And having the accountability partner was just an added bonus 
that really helped her continue doing it and made it a little more fun. Yeah, it, it felt more approachable and more like I could fit it in whenever. I didn't have to like carve out this. I, I have, was alleviating the idea of needing a babysitter because I wasn't even leaving my apartment, wasn't even missing time with my son because it was after he went to sleep. So a lot of these, the things that I had allowed to get in my way are sort of eliminated. And everybody has 15 or 20 minutes. They're, everybody has it. When Emma didn't have to worry about being away from her son or asking someone to watch him, her guilt subsided. She could be home and present for her son, and she could be regularly working out. I want to end today with this metaphor from Emma. If your glasses fall off your face, you bend down, then you pick them up and you put them back on, and you think, oh, they've just fallen down. You don't jump up and down on your glasses and say, now that they're on the floor, I need to destroy them, which is essentially what, you know, I have a pattern of doing like, oh, I didn't work out yesterday, which I had planned to. I might as well just never work out again because (laughs) I'm off track. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. So I think giving yourself that your glasses can fall off and that's okay. And then not stomping up and down on them. What I want you to take away is this. Your approach to exercise before and after you have kids can't be the same. Large blocks of time just aren't consistently available to you post-children. But does that mean you should stop exercising? Absolutely not. You just have to change the texture of your exercise routine. For Emma, that meant shifting around her dinner time so that she had 20 minutes to do a workout video after dinner. For you, maybe it's finding time while your child is at school or in the morning for a short workout. Whatever you do, building in these short blocks of consistent time to be fit are how you create and stick to a fitness routine as a parent. This has been the Time to Parent podcast. I'm Julie Morgenstern. My new book, also titled Time to Parent, is out now. Buy it wherever you get books or at the link in the show notes. You can find more information on my website, juliemorgenstern.com. If you like the show, please be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen. We're looking for questions from you. Do you have questions on how you can balance your time as a parent? Email them to me at timetoparent at macmillan.com. This show is produced by the fabulous Becky Celestina. Editing help from Alyssa Martino and Katie Ferguson. Thanks also to Tatiana McPartland of Julie Morgenstern Enterprises. She keeps me organized so I can keep you organized. See you next week.